Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now on Masachar Pesachim Daf Pehei Amur Aleph. Tnan Hatam. We have a Mishnah. Hapigul v'hanotar metamim et hayadaim. So there is a Gzerad Rabbanan. Anytime you see metamim et hayadaim, you know that's a Rabbanan. And that is that pigul meat or notar meat are metamit adayim of somebody who touches them. Rav Huna of Rav Chista, Machlogan. Charav amnei chashdekuna, charav amnei atzlekuna. What was the gzera put in there? One is chashdekuna, meaning that we suspect that the Kohanim will deliberately make something pigul in order to hurt somebody and make their korban ineffective and unacceptable. And now that the touching it's going to be metamit them and they have to be, uh, they have to go makarish again. And it's a pain, they won't do it. And the other one said, Atzleikuna, seems to relate more to Notar, to the Kohanim who are lazy and don't get things done in time. So, Mar Matniya Pigul, Mar Matniya Notar. So, whoever learned Chashdeikuna was commenting on Pigul, and whoever learned uh, Atzleikuna was mentioning it about Notar. Mar Matni Kazait, Mar Matni Kibetza. One of Rav Huna Rav Chista mentioned that it's Matami at Kazait, the other at Kibetza. And that's for both Notar and Pigul. Because the Isur and the Chiyuv for eating Notar or Pigul is at Kazait. So why did the other one think it was Kibetza? Because we're talking about Tumat, and remember Tumat Ochlim, although this is not Tumat Ochlim, it's Tumat Yadayim, but Tumat Ochlim only starts at Kashi or Kibetza. Now the question is Yotze, and that's why this is mentioned here. Gazrovan and Tumalot. Did the Rabbanan make a Gzera? About meat that's yotze, meaning meat that leaves its mechitza. Me, I mean, notar de gazutumadati letsulibe. Maybe they made the gzera against notar, because that you'd be lazy about it. While yotze afukibedem lomafkile beadayim, and nobody's going to deliberately put it outside. So what goes around tuma? Oh, devaloshna. Maybe it's the same thing. Maybe any meat that's pasul is tamik. So Toshma, let's see if we could set, set it from our Mishnah. So what do we see in our Mishnah? You cut it until you get to the bone, and then you peel it away, and then you cut away that piece of meat, the tiyotze, and you can eat the rest. But if they made it, well, how's it going to help? If you cut it, how can matami away? You matami it, because you touch the pasul meat, and you're touching the other meat. The answer is Tumat Starim he. That this is Tumat Starim because this is a uh, hidden place. But Tumat Starim no Matamiya. That's not Matame. So therefore you wouldn't be Matamiya by touching one and then the other. But he says that bones that connect food are not considered to be a Chibur. Therefore they're separate pieces. And therefore, Chamanda Mefarti it's as if they're separated. Which means it's not Tumat Starim. They're touching each other on Matame. Whatever shear you learned was the issue, our Mishnah was talking about a case where it had less than kashir. Okay, let's keep testing. Toshma. If you take some Pesach from one Chabura to another, even though there's a lav, let's see what that is, Tahor. So, let's see what that means. My love, Tahor V'asur, doesn't mean that it's Tahor, but it's Asur, meaning taking it from one Chabura to another is like taking it outside of Yerushalayim, and therefore it's Pasul, and nonetheless it's Tahor, which means Alma, so there is no Tuma on Yotzei. No, Tahor means Tahor Umutar, it's totally permissible to eat. Taking it from one Chabura to another 
is not like taking it out of its mechitza, and therefore you could bring it back to its original chavura and eat it. Alright, let's see. But the end of that Brighta said that if somebody eats it, they violated a lotase. So according to the opinion that said Tuma was only a decreed at Kibetza, we'll say this is less than a Kibetza, it has a Kazayat, therefore you violate the Lav for eating it, but there's no Tuma. But according to whichever of Rav Huna Rav Chista said that the Tuma was already at a Kazayat, Michael and Amar, you had to have at least a Kazayat to violate it, and you say there's no Tuma. The answer is very simple. Nobody thinks that they put the gzera on Yotze of a Pesach. Why? My time in B'nei Chabur is reasoning. And everybody in the Chabur is a reason. They keep an eye on each other, remind each other that it won't happen. They were asking the question about other Kodshim, where you don't have the same strict formulation of a Chaburah, as to whether or not they made the gzera there, in that case, about Yotze. And the answer was, take, we don't know. Umotzi basar pesach, but who says, and this is what I mentioned earlier, who says there's, there's a prohibition against taking meat from one chabra to the other? All I know is from one house to another. How do I know even from one chabra to another chabra in the same house? Meaning not just outside of the house or outside of the city, but outside of the place it's supposed to be eaten. That's the lotase. Okay, I'm Rabbi So if you take it from one chabra to another, you're not chayav for violation until you put it down. Because it says lo totzi, and we learn the same way as the lo al um, yitzay that uh, that is perhaps the source of the Isra of Hotza on Shabbat, and therefore Ma Shabbat Ad Da'avid Ka'akira just like Shabbat you're not Chayav until you pick something up, walk across to the other Rashut, put it down. So you have to pick it up from one Chabura, walk to the other Chabura and put it down. So now, with parim hanisrafim, meaning animals that were the where the uh, dam came inside the, the mikdash, and therefore the parim have to be taken outside of the city and burnt. So they would carry them on dowels. The rishonim, meaning the first guys who left the azara with them, and the second guys didn't yet leave. So they have tumab kadim, b'achonim don't have tumab kadim, and yet the rishonim did not yet put this animal down outside. He said, the outs talking about a case where they're dragging it. Where they're dragging it, there's hanacha every step of the way. And that's why there's tumat gadim immediately, which is what you get when you take the korban outside of the azara, even though you're supposed to at that point. That's the mishnah that we just invoked. If a limb went partially out, you cut on the meat until you get to the bone. You can't break the bone. And then you peel away until you get to the... Um, until the joint, and then you cut off. If it's a regular korban, not a Pesach, then you just cut it and take a cleaver and break the bone. There is no Yisr of Shurat Etzem in other Kodshim. The threshold of the city and an inn is considered in. So the threshold itself is considered inside. And from there out is out. The windows or the thickness of the wall is considered inside. So you have to actually be affirmatively outside to be outside. 
Okay, I'm reviewing on the lap. V'chein litfilah. The same halacha applies uh, to tefillah, which means that if you're with a group for tefillah and you want to be considered to be uh, in uh, in the minyan, you have to be inside of the threshold, and if you're outside, you're not part of that minyan. The thickest, sharpest metal wall cannot divide between Am Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which would then, the way the Gemara understands that statement, uh, which seems to be homiletic, is that um, there is nothing that can divide people in a minyan. Okay, Hagufakasha. Now, Amart Minagaflifim Kilifim, in the Mishnah we said, from the threshold on in is in. Implying ha'agafat smokilachutz. This is the excluded middle, and so therefore this sounds like the threshold itself is outside. Then in the sefer we said from threshold out is out ha'agafat smokilifim. So threshold itself is inside. So lokasha kan v'sharei azara kan v'sharei yushalayim. It depends if we're talking about the gates of the azara, which let's say for kodesh kodeshim would be yotze, and in that case the thickness of the walls have kedushat azara. And on the, uh, the one exception, Rashi points out, is Shardini Kanor, because of Mitzorayim and others who have to stand outside of that and, and, uh, do smicha on the Korban, etc. Um, and Shareim Shalayim, the Shareim do not have Kedusha, right? Uh, the Amra of Shmuel, Rabbi Yitzchak, Nei Malon Kachusha Rishalayim, Nei Shemitzorayim, Meginin Tachtein, Bechamam Nei Chama. Why were they not, died and they not sanctify the gates of Yushalayim? So that Mitzorayim could hang out in the gates when it's sunny, or to take shelter from the rain and still not violate coming inside uh, from their mechitza. Because again, as I mentioned, that's the Mitzrayim stand on their eighth day and they stick in their thumbs so they can put the oil in the thumbs as part of the ceremony. But even though they cannot stand inside, come into the Azara, so the Sharni Kanor does not have that Kedusha. The rest of the Sharei Azara and the walls, the thickness of the walls have Kedusha. Okay, So we said that the, the windows and the thickness of the wall is considered inside. Rav says the rooftops and the lofts don't have Kedushat Yushalayim. He, he has this, uh, this statement that uh, you have the Chaburot that were... Um, uh, that uh, there were big chavurot, and they would have uh, each one of them would have a kazayit, and then with all of the sound that would happen, the roof would break, right? And the notion here is that they're all on the roof while they're eating the pesach. So my love, doesn't it mean that they were eating up on the roof and saying howl on the roof, and that's why there's big tumult? So we answered, lo, da'achli ba'arav ami bigra. They would eat Pesach inside, because that's proper. Then they'd go up on the roof and sing halal, and that was the big sound. Eini v'atnan, eini v'atnan, eini Pesach hafi koman, the famous last Mishnah on the Masachet, almost, where you're not allowed to leave and go out and carouse after eating the Pesach. V'yamarav shleya kumim chabura l'chabura, which means you can't go from one place to another. So lo kasha kan v'shat achila, kan shlo v'shat achila. That only means during the meal. During the meal, you can't go from one chabura to another. But after you're done eating, you can go somewhere else and sing hala. The loft above the Kodesh Kodoshim is more chamur than Kodesh Kodoshim itself. Why? The regular Kodesh Kodoshim, the Kohen Gadol goes in once a year, Nim Kippur. But the, uh, the upper story of it, they only go in once every seven years, 
Twice every seven years, perhaps every once every fifty years, to see whatever repairs might have to be done. So you see that the upper stories in Yerushalayim have Kedushat. You want to prove something from Heichal? David gave Shlomo, this is the Ramim, of course, all of the details of what to build. Hashem showed me every single thing, which means all the details there are Gzerata Katu, that's what God said, and you can't prove from that to the to the status of the house in Yushalayim. So we have, and this is a particular problem with the Lishkat HaGazid, how the Sanhedrin would sit in there. So the offices that were built into the Kodesh, but had their doors open to the Chol, the inside is Chol, because the inside follows the door, but the roof is Kodesh, because it follows the actual position, which means that the roof is Kodesh. That's when it's a subterranean, so relative to the Harbait office, and so the roof is even with the floor of the Azarat. But then you have the opposite, where if they're built in the hole, but they open up to the Kodesh, the inside is Kodesh, again, using the same model, and the roof is whole. But if you think that the rooftop is even on a, on a par with the, with the Karka, then that means the inside is a tunnel. He says the tunnels were not mid Kadesh. So therefore, how could it be Kodesh inside? He's talking about, Mechilot that open up onto Harabait. Kitanyahim b'tuchot Azara. We're talking about ones that open up into the Azara, and they are Kodesh. But Rabbi Yudah said even the ones that go directly under the Mikdash are Chol. Kitanyahim b'tuchot Lachol. That's if they open uh, the entrance of the cave is of the tunnel is Lachol. Toshma mean outside of Harabait. The Gagol Kodesh. We said that the roof is Kodesh. V'tispro laktani gagin. You cannot eat koche kochim on the roofs above the azara, and and you cannot shecht kochim kalim. In other words, it's not considered azara. So how can you say the roof is kodesh? Was a drawing that was inside the heichal, and it was up on the roof. Both on the eastern corners. On the northeast corner, it was half a finger bigger than the design of Moshe. This one was half an etzba bigger than that, which means a full etzba bigger than Shel Moshe, uh, which is Moshe meaning the uh, the measure of six tefachim. Prama, this was. Uh, six tefachim and half a finger uh, an etzba, and the other one was six tefachim and a full etzba, right, which is one fourth of a tefach. Uh, so it's a little bit hard, a little bit bigger. Um, um, why they have one slightly bigger and one bigger than that? That the workers should use it as a measure to take payment using the smaller one and give back using the bigger one. So they wouldn't inadvertently take extra from the Kodesh and violate Mila. Why they need two different ones? One for gold and silver and one for building materials. Okay, and so those two amot that that was kodesh, but regular rooftops weren't. 
החלונות ועובי החומה כלפנים. So our Mishnah said that the thickness of the wall is considered inside. So I can understand how a window could be on the same level as the, as the floor of the Azara. How do you have that with the thickness of the wall? What a shura is a wall. So the description here is like a small wall inside of a larger wall. In that case, it could be even with the azara, and that inside one would be the one that the thickness of which is Kodesh. Okay, we'll pause at this point, and we'll pick it up with the next Mishnah, which will take us to the end of Perak Shvi. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.